1: morning. Happy Thursday to you. Hope it's starting off well for you. It's definitely starting off chilly outside. As Ceci Del Carmen mentioned, it is uh, in the low to mid-20s out there. So be prepared for that as you head outside. Hopefully you did all the work to uh, make sure that you're not walking out on a sheet of ice when you go out into the driveway or out onto the sidewalk this morning. It's certainly... uh, Yesterday, as I was watching everything melt, I was looking out the window and watching snow come down from the trees and off the roofs. And I was like, "Well, Sessie uh, said there wasn't really going to be much melting, but I, I guess, I guess we have some going on. That's nice. Bring those streets down back to the original blacktop. There, that's that's nice. And then right around five o'clock or so, as I looked outside, and I was like, "Hmm, is it's getting dark, all I'm thinking of." wait a minute, that's just more ice possibility. Better go out and throw some more salt down. So hopefully you made sure that uh, you have a nice, easy path to get to the car or wherever else you've got to get to this morning. So I hope you made it through Valentine's Day okay. I didn't worry about any of that. I just stayed home and it was kind of a, a regular night for me. I didn't even eat dinner now that I think about it. So what a what a change from worrying about where are we going to go to eat to just not eating anything. But uh, I was watching a lot of the news coverage last night about what happened in, in Kansas City and just a horrific incident. And what's not really being discussed so much about this is I see more people talking about how you know, the police are saying this isn't a terror attack. Well, the police aren't saying what it was, though. Part of that is because obviously they're still investigating, but this sounds more like it was just regular everyday violence. And I know that that sounds horrible to say, but that's, that's an issue in Kansas City. So that seems to have been what it was. Again, that's just my speculation They haven't made any announcement on that yet. They do have three suspects in custody or three people in custody that they feel are are connected. It doesn't mean that they're all suspects involved. And I was watching some of the recounting of the folks who were there and helped out at the scene, whether it be taking care of people who were injured or helping to chase down and tackle and, and restrain those people that were taken into custody. But just a a horrific incident. The Associated Press is reporting 22 people wounded by gunfire and that nine of them, at least nine of them are children. That Children's Mercy Hospital said in a news conference last night that the children that were being treated there were between six and 15 years old. See, this is, this is where the news gets a little confusing because according to the authorities, there were at least nine children. According to the hospital, there were 11 children being treated there in connection. So I'm, I'm going to go with 11 then. And all those children are expected to make a full recovery. None of them are in critical condition, but some of the folks are in critical condition. I think they said three people were, and one person was killed. So not what you expect when you go to a celebration like that, but unfortunately something that you have to be vigilant about. And here's Kansas City doing this for the third time in five years and the second year in a row. You know, just like the Patriots with the rolling rally, they think they got everything down pat. They know what they have to do. And then something like this happens. And how does this affect such celebrations going forward? You can't say, well, we're not going to celebrate Super Bowl wins or World Series wins or Stanley Cups or NBA titles anymore. You know, it's a a very real possibility. I got to think about when the seasons end. Well, I think the NHL season ends first But this could be a very real possibility For Boston this summer The Celtics are contenders For an NBA championship like to see them get back to the finals They could be winning a title And, and having a, a rolling rally I don't know how the Bruins are doing I don't follow hockey Actually I think I saw that they were one of the top teams in the division. So, you know, they could be in contention. So you could have two potential rolling rallies this summer. I don't think we have to worry about the Red Sox doing it in the fall. And this city could be the next place where one of these championship celebrations occurs. And if not here, it's going to happen somewhere. So now we have something else to be concerned about. But again, this wasn't somebody target it doesn't it doesn't seem like it was somebody targeting this event. It seems and looking to injure innocent people. From the reports that I was hearing, it seems more like it was a targeted incident between different people with innocent people just caught in the crossfire. And in a crowd that size, although it was dispersing at the time, but in a crowd that size, you're going to have people that are in that crossfire. So this is why last year when people were complaining because they had to walk through metal detectors to get into the feast, This is the kind of situation that the New Bedford Police Department and the Feast Committee are looking to avoid. It's not just somebody coming in and targeting the event for terrorism, but it's just these little things like this. We shouldn't say little, but these, you know, unexpected individualized skirmishes that innocent people get caught up in. And by the way, you know, the phone calls that we got after the feast were people saying, ah, it wasn't that bad. I don't you know, I was upset about nothing. But that's gonna have to be the new norm now. Do you think Kansas City's gonna if they win again, if they do the three peat that they're they're gunning for, which you know, they they've they've gotta find a way to make history. That's a way to do it, is by winning three in a row. If they get that three peat and they have this same celebration next year and they do it in the same area those people might have to be walking through metal detectors to get into that area when you're dealing with tens of thousands of people but this is the way that we've we've got to we've got to live if we want to keep things safe unfortunately so We'll keep you up to date with any more news that comes out about that as the morning goes on, but I was scanning around and I didn't see any new updates really. I'm sure there'll be a press conference this morning. I don't know. Are they are they behind us time-wise, I believe so. 2 hours. In Missouri? I'm not sure exactly, but there'll be a, a press conference at some point this morning where they will update the media with the latest. I'll I'll turn, I don't have the TV on in here, but I'll turn it on. And uh, we'll keep an eye out for any updates to that. Molly in Fairhaven sent in a Snapchat message. The culture of football in America falls within the culture of God's guns and God, guns, and glory. Well, I think we're seeing a shift in what that culture of football is, or at least an expansion of that culture. I get what you're saying, Molly, but I think we're also seeing more people getting involved in football in a way that takes away some of the stereotype of who the common football fan is. And you can see that when you see a championship celebration like yesterday. You know, we went through it here in New England As the Patriots have this run of success, and more people are paying attention, you got a much different crowd at Gillette Stadium than you had at Foxborough Stadium, and certainly in Kansas City. You know they, they've got a lot of young kids that are fans. Obviously, there were a lot of young kids there yesterday. Um, I saw in one of the reports that they did cancel school. For the championship, imagine that happening in New England. Imagine imagine Massachusetts schools canceling and saying, all right, kids, you can have the day off to go celebrate a Patriots Super Bowl win. But in Kansas City, they did it. And they were considering not doing it because the kids had had so many snow days, but they ended up doing it in the long run because they figured a lot of kids aren't going to show up. And I also saw, just as a side note, there were some concerns I saw from people online before all this, before the shooting happened. But when they were talking about this on TV, you know, it was kind of going around Twitter of why can't they, if the Super Bowl was in February, why can't they plan these championship celebrations during February vacation week? When... More families can participate if they want. And the reason for that is these guys just finished up a the season. They want to go off to their off season and, and start what they've got to do. In some cases, it's going on vacation and celebrating. In other cases, if it's the, you know, the, the coaching staff and the administration, it's getting to work on draft preparation and any potential changes in the coaching staff and the organization itself. It's not like they all are just done and go home, and that's it. And then once they go off and scatter, it's a lot harder to get them to come back. So they basically want this championship to be within a couple of days of the game when players are going back to the stadium, clearing out their lockers for the season, having their final meetings with their coaches. That's the reason why they do it so close to the game, and and they don't wait another week. And obviously, it doesn't matter if it's still a week of school because the kids show up anyway. But I think you're seeing a changing of football culture because it is the most popular sport in America. It does draw such huge television ratings. Yes, the Taylor Swift effect is bringing in a lot of young women into watching the sport that might not have paid attention otherwise. And then they get into it and they realize, oh, wait, this is actually a lot of fun. Football, if you are very much into all of the intricacies of it, is a very, very complex game. But if you just want to be a casual watcher and and fan of it, it's a very simple game to understand. Once you get, all you really got to understand is what the four downs are all about. And you can follow along with the game enough. And so I think you're going to see even more people tuning into the NFL next year. And I think that will be huge for its growth. And also to kind of change some of the culture around football, of, of who people think the, the average football fan is. And what I mean by that is it's going to change, you know, the advertising demographics. It's going to change the type of commercials that you see during the game. Sure, you're still going to have your beer commercials. You're still going to have your, uh... how can I put this in case there's any kids listening? Um, dysfunction commercials, you'll still have some of those, but you might see things that appeal to this new demographic that'll be tuning into games. Of course, we're also assuming Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are still together next year, which will have a a big effect on whether or not people are tuning into those games. This demographic is anyway, 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and get involved in the conversation, uh, I also want to talk a little bit, too, about the news that came out yesterday. Actually came out Tuesday night, but we talked about it yesterday, and Chris talked about it even more, the fact that both Senator Mark Pacheco and Representative Paul Schmidt have said that they are not seeking reelection this fall. So two open seats in the local delegation... In areas where Republicans do have a strong presence. And as Chris was saying, if you put the right candidates out, those, those seats could go either way. So it'll be a very, very interesting race this year. Very interesting to see who throws their hat in the ring for those seats. And either way, there's going to be some some significant change in the local delegation here, the, the, the state delegation. But Representative Schmidt po- pointed something out in his statement that he posted to Facebook where he said, many people think that the South Coast delegation is among the best. And I know there's a tendency in the minds of people to complain, especially if you don't agree with them politically, but to complain about your elected officials. But these elected officials got a lot of things done. They got a lot of things done. Certainly, Senator Pacheco in his many years, since 1993. But even... Representative Schmidt in his 13 years. And these are each men that were in pretty significant positions. Senator Pacheco being the dean of the Senate, the longest serving member, and Representative Schmidt being the chair of the Joint Committee on Agriculture, which a lot of people think, well, agriculture, I mean, how big of a deal is that? In Massachusetts, especially in our area. But it is. We're talking cranberry farmers. We're talking all different types of farms. Representative Schmidt himself is a farmer. He's a cattle farmer. So there's a lot that goes on. I used to always joke with Jose Matos when he would come in on, you know, he does um, money matters on the weekends and I was producing it for a while and he would come in during tax season and go through the tax forms. And I would always tease him when he did the section on farming, the section that only has to be filled out if you own a farm. And I would joke with him and saying, you know, the the five or six farmers that are out there. And he would correct me and he'd say, no, no, you don't understand how many people fall under that category. And Representative Schmidt was a a champion for them. So hopefully that continues on with whoever comes into that position next. All right, I do have to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We will be right back. Um. That's about how easy it is to write a song and not say anything. (laughs) Uh, It's a good one. Blues Traveler is a very underrated group. They had a lot of good stuff. 508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and chime in. And we will take more of your calls coming up. We can also take your app chats and your open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Just some of the great features on the WBSM app, which you can download for free from your app store and it's brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. If you are going out and get, you know, all the new phones are coming out, the new galaxies are out, the new iPhones are out. And uh, if you're upgrading your phone, make sure that the WBSM app is one of the first things that you download. Hopefully you already have it on your current device so that when you swap over, it's already going to be down there, but certainly it's already going to be on there. But uh, certainly add it if you don't have it, because lots of great features, lots of great options contests, breaking news alerts, stories, traffic, weather. It's all right there for you on the WBSM app. All right, now it's time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day from Phil Devitt. Now
0: the biggest stories on the South Coast from the
2: WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. One person is dead and over 20 injured after a shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade Wednesday. Police Chief Stacy Graves says three have been detained and that firearms were recovered. No word yet on motive. The mayor of Kansas City said the White House called to offer any help. The House Intelligence Committee is warning about a quote serious national security threat. Various reports say the threat is. Is related to emerging Russian space technology. Ohio Republican Mike Turner said his committee made information on the threat available to members of Congress. He requested that President Biden declassify the information relating to the threat so Congress and allies can openly discuss actions necessary to respond. Elon Musk's Starlink satellite internet company is making a deal with the Israeli government. The nation's officials announced that Starlink technology will be used in Israel and parts of the Gaza Strip. Starlink internet will be a backup system for Israeli government offices and critical infrastructure. According to Israel's communications minister, he called it great and exciting news in a post on X. A pair of climate protesters were arrested after dumping pink powder over the case containing the U.S. Constitution. More from Mark Mayfield.
0: The vandalism took place Wednesday afternoon at the National Archives in Washington, D.C. Security guards stood by while the incident unfolded and it took several minutes before police arrived and took the two men into custody. Officials closed down the National Archives for the rest of the day. They say the Constitution appeared undamaged and is encased in the most scientifically advanced housing that preservation technology can provide. I'm Mark
2: Mayfield. And a legal fight is underway over a monkey breeding facility in South Georgia that's been called the largest in the U.S. Around 260 jobs are expected to be added at a site run by Safer Human Medicine. Some local residents have said they're worried the facility, which will house about 30,000 monkeys, will harm the environment. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says on Tuesday, the county commission walked back an agreement to provide $300 million in revenue bonds. The company filed an injunction following the county's announcement. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Celtics scorched the Brooklyn Nets 136-86 to extend their winning streak to six games. Boston plays the Chicago Bulls next Thursday after the offseason star break. The Bruins hope to end a two-game skid when they host the Seattle Kraken tonight at 7. Now let's check your forecast with ABC6.
0: Bundle up, everybody. It's cold outside. Temperatures, yes, they are registering in the low 20s, but the wind chill values is around 10. Dry conditions, mostly sunny skies this morning. Don't be fooled by that sunshine. It'll continue to be cold throughout the rest of the day. Increasing clouds this afternoon. Gusty winds. Temperatures topping out in the mid-30s. A weather system may bring A little bit of snow overnight tonight, and then the sun returns tomorrow afternoon. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM.
2: I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM. And get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
0: See
1: Back in 508-996-0500 Let's go to the phones Good morning You're on WBSM What's up Tim? How you doing? Not bad I gotta ask you a question Sure Who did you just play? That was Huey Lewis in the News Hit Me Like a Hammer From their 1991 album Hard at Play
0: Okay And who used it In the next The next time The The instrumental In the beginning Sounds like Oh A little bit
1: Oh, I'm not sure.
0: Because when, when you started playing it, I went... I started seeing like, in my head, started singing a different song, and I was like, oh, that's not it. So if you take it all the way back to what it was in the beginning, that instrumental sounded like Michael Jackson.
1: The, uh...
0: songs. <laughs> will you be there? No, um... I can't remember the oh. title of the song. Uh, um, it, might, it might have been Billie Jean.
1: Or The Way You Make Me Feel? Kind of that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yes. Yes. Dun.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yep. Well, exactly, that, I went...
1: Oh. So that song, so the, the Way You Make Me Feel, came out before this song. did. That was on Bad, so that was 1987,
0: 88. Oh, okay, so Huey Lewis sampled Michael Jackson then.
1: I don't know if it's a sample. I, it's 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 similar, but I don't know if it's yeah. in, if it's, it's exactly it, the same. It was it was very very similar because and, I, <laughs> it trust me, had me confused. trust me on this. Huey Lewis would have been the last guy in the world to have stolen from somebody else because he's been complaining since 1984 that uh, Ray Parker Jr. stole Ghostbusters from from him because it sounds like I uh, want a new uh, drug. <laughs> oh, that
0: that's that's crazy. That's crazy. That's uh. It's amazing when you start listening to songs and you start you you piece it back, you know, maybe one or two decades, and and stuff that's out today will sound like something from you know '95, and you're like, yeah, everybody samples everybody. Well, so in- on, and and that happens even even Elvis, even Elvis sampled other people from the like the '30s.
1: In a way, that's true, yeah, because they, they do actually sample them. But then at the same time, there's also a limited number of chord structures and chord progressions out there, so it will get recycled. I was watching a, a special on CNN about the um, the Taylor Swift case where they say that she stole the, the uh, chorus to shake it off from uh, a song from the late 90s, early 2000s, and she was like, no, I, you know, I used a common phrase and, and that was, of course, about lyrics, but they talked a lot about how, you know, the musical stylings are, are very similar. It's different when you have, and it's, it's so weird because, you know, you have a sample where you take an actual recording from it and you manipulate that. Then you also have, though, an homage, like in um, White Room. By Cream when Clapton plays Blue Moon on the guitar, that's okay. Yep. Nobody got upset about that. But then if he was to take that and put it in the song people, without permission, people would, get, would freak out.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, I just just per- perked my ears up. I knew I know you're like a like a music encyclopedia, so I figured I, I'd hit you up and you know throw you a curveball see if you got it.
1: I no, I I hear it now. And now that you say it, I I see the similarities yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. You have a great day. I'll talk to you. Take care. Bye. And by the way, while I'm uh, discussing that, I just want to put out some love for Huey Lewis's Hard At Play album. By that point, people were kind of over Huey Lewis in the news. They, They didn't really make it far on the charts with that album, I don't think. You know, this was right before... I wouldn't say right before grunge. But there were... People were already kind of moving into a new musical direction, and Huey was kind of the your dad's music at that point, which they, of course, they predicted with "Hip to Be Square." But I was, I was always a big, big Huey Lewis and the News fan. I love them. I think they're just fun music, good stuff. You know, nothing that's going to offend anybody. So you can you can play it on a morning show. And Huey, of course, has a great love for all the music that came before them, and they always incorporated that in their sound. But yeah, no, now that I hear that, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to unhear it. And the way you make me feel is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, and it's part of it is because of that beat. But that's that's kind of a, a shuffle beat that you you hear in a lot of songs. I think, just to what Ray was saying, the tonality is so similar from one song to the other that that's probably why it stands out so much. But, like I said, I think Huey Lewis would, if 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 it's similar, it's similar just by accident. I don't think he would steal from anybody because. Like I said, he's been complaining about that Ghostbusters thing since that song came out. And I, I believe there was actually a lawsuit over it. Because he claims that Ghostbusters sounds just like I want a new drug. And they are very, very similar. But they're not exact. 508 996 0500. I'm going to take a break here and we'll be back in a few moments. Um. I was gonna have to play that now because I had it in my head, and like I said, I love that song. And that's one of those songs that, when you really break it down, and maybe we missed it and didn't or didn't appreciate it as much when these songs were new and we were listening to them on cassette tapes or vinyl. But when you listen to them digitally or on CD, and you can really, or even on a new pressing of vinyl, which is you know a little bit more remastered, but if you Dig into a lot of those Michael Jackson songs You don't realize how much of What you hear on the track is Michael So for example in that song He's the backup singers But also He's making a lot of the instrumental sounds Himself He makes noises And sounds and uses those As the instruments On in the song it's 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 pretty amazing what a talented musician he is was and people you know I, I I guess because of the accusations against him are dismissive of of his music but no matter how you feel about him you can't deny that the music is is genius level stuff and it's not just Michael that was involved of course or he had producers that he worked with but They'll, all the producers will tell you it was Michael's vision that they were utilizing to make those songs. I've watched all the documentaries about it. I don't know you know, where I come down on it. I think he was just a, a weird guy. And people were trying to take advantage of that weirdness. And I, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that anyway, but you can certainly give those songs a listen and break them down and hear like wow i didn't realize just how much he's actually doing in each one of these songs speaking of creating things i want there was a great episode of uh, nova last night on the building of the eiffel tower and if you are a nova watcher or if you watch PBS, you know, check that out. It's it's It was definitely fascinating to see how they figured it out. One thing I've decided from watching that special is if I ever go to France, there's no way I'm going to the top of the Eiffel Tower. I suppose if you go, you kind of have to, but I'm not a heights person at all. And just watching, it's not that I'm concerned about how it was built. Obviously, it's structurally sound. It's Been there for almost 140 years now. But I also was watching it and thinking to myself, why would I put myself through that anxiety of going up in that elevator? The Washington Monument was enough for me, and the Eiffel Tower is twice the size. But as I was watching the way that they built it, it was just fascinating to see how they figured it all out, the engineering. That went into creating it And what I was thinking of As I was watching it Is You know This This bridge That's going to be built To replace the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge This Vertical lift bridge Especially because They were talking about The way that they had to combine Form and function With art In the creation of the Eiffel Tower Because It was being created as the gateway attraction into the, I think it was the 1889 World's Fair. And the World's Fair, I I don't even think they do those anymore. But these were a big, big deal for a long time. And they would build these structures... Usually they would build them and they wouldn't stick around much longer after the World's Fair, but what's interesting is that the, the Eiffel Tower was originally only supposed to stand for 20 years. Eiffel worked out a deal to have it stand for 20 years. If he was going to go through all the trouble of creating it for the World's Fair, he wanted it to last for a little while. And then 10 years into that 20 year agreement, he started looking for ways to make it, a more permanent fixture. Now you couldn't imagine it ever not being there, right? But they had to come up with some functionality for it beyond just being a cool tourist attraction. So they started putting radio towers up there, utilizing it for the war effort. And now, of course... You know, it's significant in a number of ways. In addition to being this great tourist attraction, they do a lot up there. A lot of weather testing and all kinds of other stuff. So it's definitely worth a watch if you are a Nova fan. Good morning. You're on WBSM.
3: Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? I'm good. Listen, I know radio law is only three minutes, so I got to start talking fast. I want to talk about your diet. Okay. Okay. Now that you're on the Spanjaro and all that stuff... I would like to know a little bit more about what are you eating? I want to know exactly. I know you're eating uh, sandwiches, so you're eating bread. But what else? Are you eating pasta? Are you eating french fries? Are you eating Actually,
1: I don't eat a lot of sandwiches uh, anymore, really. So the, um, the diet involves high protein, low carbs. I can have 100 grams of carbs a day. and 100?
3: Really? 100?
1: Wow. Yep. Well, I have to have some. Like they, they they don't, because I, at the yeah, first yeah, I was, I at first I was not having any at all. And, and the doctor said, no, don't do that. That's not a good idea. So right. it was, um, you know, it was a little bit difficult at first to try to balance things out and figure out like what to do with what. And then I just realized like a lot of it's unnecessary. Like if I'm going to make some hamburgers, I don't need the bun. I can just eat them off
3: That's the plate. Right. Mm-hmm. But how often are you doing that?
1: Uh, like maybe twice a month I might have a burger okay,
3: Now in the morning Are you having pancakes Or waffles uh, What are you eating in the
1: morning I usually have a um, A protein shake Here in the morning And then I'll have like Some hard boiled eggs A little bit later on Well that sounds good If you're telling the
3: truth mm-hmm. Well I mean I thought so that In the beginning I don't you know, always In the beginning when
1: you... I, I would oh, say sorry. to be fair I don't always have Hard boiled eggs Sometimes I'll have You know different types of eggs You know make them A different way Or sometimes I'll mix up A little egg salad
3: so you're going to restaurants and you want me to know that you are not eating any pasta, no macaroni, no lasagna, no French fries, no rice, no corn, no potatoes. Is that is that what you're not eating that?
1: No, it's not that I'm not eating it. I just don't eat it a lot. So if I go out to eat, I kind of look at it as, you know, I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I go out and then I will, uh, you know, maybe a little bit later on in the week, not have as much carbs because I might've had some pasta when I went out. I mean, I haven't had a lot of pasta, uh, and I've done, you know, the, um, uh, zucchini squash there, the, the spaghetti squash rather. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've done all those different types of things, but I've also found like, I don't really miss it. But a couple weeks ago when I was home convalescing, I said, you know what? I really want a piece of lasagna. So I went to Parafa's and got a piece of lasagna. You know, as long as I just, you know, do things in moderation, it's totally fine.
3: Well, when when they put these people on these shots, whether it's Olympic Manjaro, and there's another one called, uh, I forgot what it is. But anyway, when they, they give you a diet plan with it or they don't. Well, you can. I mean, so
1: if you want to talk with a, they have you meet with a, a a dietitian first, and they teach you all about like what what to eat and what those foods do to you and all that kind of stuff. And then if you want to have continued sessions with that dietitian, you you can. I just didn't do it because I said you know that's I'm just spending extra money on the copay. So why do that if I don't if I don't need it? And so you know, there's a lot of stuff online you can find about what to eat. But I just basically listened to what the doctor said: keep the carbs to 100 grams or less, and try to have more protein. And then what I found out is, you know, as I'm eating that protein, I should not have as much red meat as as I was having earlier. Oh. You know, have a variety of of proteins. But you,
3: when you when you had your surgery, uh, you said in the beginning it was. You had a, a problem with stones, and so that's when they found out about the other kidney, right? hmm That could have happened over time by the things you were eating. It was the time you did eat donuts, wasn't it? You did. You did do that. Well, I still have a because donut now and then, yeah. You know, the carbohydrates, it's the funny thing about that because there are carbs that are good. Like, I'll eat broccoli. I'll eat green beans. It's the highly processed carbs that are doing the damage. That's what it is. People have to be more aware of what they're putting into their pie hole because you're going to pay for it over time. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday, this is my doctor. And really, I'm telling you, I've had it. I've had it with her now. When she had told me two weeks ago, you have high blood pressure. And I was stunned by that. But I said, yeah. She says, you know, you're probably having a lot of salty foods and all. And instead of telling me or asking me, what are you eating, Mary? I would have said to her. Well, I've been eating this, this, and that, and I, I should have said I love cheese, and I do think I'm overdoing it. There's a lot of sodium in the cheese. So I, she immediately just wanted to give me a medication for high blood pressure. I said, doctor, give me some time. I'm going to take care of the problem. She was annoyed. She just wanted to call the pharmacy and say to me, you need to take this. I said, give me two weeks, and she did. Now, she I had to cancel because of the snowstorm, so she saw me yesterday on Valentine's Day. I went in. My blood pressure was normal. I said, see doctor, all you have to do is get rid of my cheese for a couple of weeks and I'm not gonna give it up forever. Yeah, but and you now I know You know how no, to handle she it. She didn't like it. My doctor wants to catch me needing some kind of a medication because she just can't get over the fact I think that I'm the only patient she has that is not on medication. Now it killed her to give me the permission to get off the metformin that I was taking for 40 freaking years. I'm amazed I'm walking around at all after that. So she didn't like it. She was dying to catch me to the point that I need something. So I fixed her yesterday real good. I said, see, doctor, I would have been taking your medication for nothing. You gave me two, she said, yep, okay, okay. I'm going to push off your next appointment further down. Instead of three months coming in, come back in six months. Now she's like, don't even want me to come in because, like, why are you coming here if you don't need anything? Well, you need a doctor, don't you? You have to have a doctor. But I'm like, uh, what's his name, Brian Thomas? There, he's doing try to do things holistically now, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm in the works. I'm still working on it. I want to find one that's right for me. And the medical doctors are going to be out the window with me. That's going to happen. I just want people to know you need to be more aware of what you're eating because it matters. It counts. If you don't need potatoes, don't eat them. Have it once a month. You don't have to give it up forever. Yeah, I get it. I-, I can't handle 100 grams like you, with Cobb. I, gotta, I have to have maybe a little broccoli or a little something. That's it.
1: I got to hold you there though, because I'm I'm out of time yes, here. The okay. the hours going to run up. But All thank right. you for the call. All right. Bye bye. And we can talk more about that when we come back. Um.